0: Glad to be with you this first Saturday in April 2023. My name is Ed Samuel. I'm a career coach with a firm called Samnova, and this is the Optimize Your Career program. Yes, for those who may not know, it is also the first day of trout season in Pennsylvania, and I will be in a creek at some point today. But for those turning in for the first time, I'm with you every Saturday at 8 o'clock, 30 minutes to give you a career advice, tips, ideas, answer questions, just about every facet help you or someone you know optimize their careers. Although our firm is based in Kennett Square, PA, and our West Philadelphia, we serve clients across the U.S., we help those who are working or in job transition who want to advance or optimize their career in some way. We have coached more than 900 clients to date, revamped well over 1,250 resumes, and have completed 950 career assessments and consultations. My name is always help people get to that better place, whether it be more money, more happiness, better alignment to values. Maybe it's a change in season and and you have to make a shift to do something that you never thought you'd have to do. Maybe you want to do something completely different. Maybe it's a secondary form of income, but that better place looks different for every single person. And this morning, we're going to talk about what that better place is for many clients over the years who have pivoted their careers. So, yeah, let's let you know. And and before I begin, you know, layoffs continue. So uh, more and more people get let go. I'm very interested to see what that next unemployment rate will be when it comes out. It's a um, continues to be a lot of open positions, uh, which is good for those people that are getting laid off. But wow, so many people are being laid off that didn't expect it. And yes, you know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people need their resumes updated. Just as a starting point to get back into the job market. But, you know, you know, over the years, uh, we've always had people make career pivots the last 15 years. In the last five years, it's been a tremendous spike in people making career pivots, at least for my practice, for our And within the last four years, actually, you know, since COVID hit, three years, four years since COVID hit, I would say close to 45% of my clients pivoted in some way. They pivot it in some way their careers to do something different. Maybe it's forty percent one month, 45 percent the other. But it's been for every ten clients, almost five have said, "You know something? I'm ready to do something new. I want to do something new." And you know, when people make pivots, there's two. There, you know, you're in two situations. One, you're working. Yep, you're at the job working, um, and you decide that you know what? I, even though I'm getting paid. I want to get to something different. I want to change. And those people then make a pivot and they do it on their terms. And that means resigning from their current company and going somewhere else where they're pivoting it too. Now, the other people are some of the people listening you know, who have been laid off. You're unemployed. You're in job transition. Maybe it just happened. Maybe it was six months ago and you want to pivot. And for some people, yes, for some people who are self-employed, they want to pivot then in some cases, pivot back to a W-2. In some cases, pivot to a different business. So pivoting can happen in multiple ways in terms of a starting point. And I give a talk about career pivoting, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, and I talk about it a lot in the last three years. Uh, Right now in 2023, it's the most requested topic for me to talk about. And I think that's because so many people are, are in job transition and are rethinking their careers and what to do next. Now. Career pivoting it takes many forms, but I, I like to say there's easy ones, you know, uh, medium ones, and then really hard ones. And generally speaking, when you're pivoting your career to a um, well, different industry, different job, different career, sometimes even a different location, those can be very hard. And they generally generally they take longer. Easy pivots don't take as long. And this morning, I'm going to share with you some success stories. And I'm going to try to isolate, talk about some things that are unique in each one of these stories to give you a sense that, you know, perhaps this is you. Perhaps you could do the same thing. Perhaps you're thinking about doing the same thing. But for the stories that I'm sharing, people got to that better place. And and each one of them is so darn unique. So let me go through some successes here. And I promise you I could talk for three hours nonstop. That's how many... Successes that I've seen and been personally involved with over the years. Now, this first one is a little a little different, and, and perhaps it's, it's one of those back to the future pivots. But here's a person who, 20 plus years ago, was involved in property and casualty insurance, liked that work, but ended up pivoting to owning their own business, something completely different and nothing to do with property and casualty insurance, and did that for a number of years. This person, so an opportunity, came after, this, came after this person, and they decided to pursue becoming a township manager. Yep, in Pennsylvania, you have townships. Each township typically has a manager that's responsible for, you know, everything to do to, to run a township. All the employees and all the all the challenges that go along with it So that person did that for a number of years, I want to say six years in the township. Then an opportunity came along where the person could do work for the county in a county office position, and that's what that person did for a number of years. Then the opportunity came to be a financial advisor. That person pivoted to a financial advisory role. Then another opportunity came to move into banking, and and then then that person had a, a fairly long run in the banking system. Now this is an example of a person starts out twenty years ago and one two three four five different pivots have occurred. Now when I met the client, they were in banking, and it is really interesting. Sometimes we all have these different journeys where we we go down these different paths. And When I met the client, who was in banking, and 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 the nice thing about you know when you're in a, a banking role or the township role, right? You, you you're a W two. and You get paid a salary, but the person was not happy uh in the banking in the banking world and was in the leadership role and for a lot of different, you know, a lot of different reasons needed to get out of banking and they did. But then this is where they called me up and said, Hey, Ed, you know, I've had this really different path, really different path to my career, but I don't want to go into banking and uh, it's any longer. I want to get out. So what we did is we really sat down and thought it through. Where, were the, where was this person's greatest transferable skills? Where was this person's passion? Where was this person's, uh, you know, you know, when do you jump out of bed in the morning? And if we take a look at all this collected experience, this amazing network of people, how could we leverage it? So if we had to make a change and move away from banking, knowing this person had all these different paths, what would make the most sense? where we could actually maximize all that experience. In this particular case, this client decided to go back to the future. Yep. went back to property and casualty, which they had done incredibly well at 20 years ago, and decided to move back into it. And these are tough decisions for for some people because the property and casualty world, the role that she ended up going into was literally a producer, an agent, not going to be paid a salary. 100% hundred percent commission. Wow. But a year later, year, year 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 plus almost two years later, uh, doing well, doing very well. And what you know what happened was she's maximizing all that previous experience to make this pivot yet again to something that she loved twenty years ago. So pivots can keep be very different, right? For some people, you know, you could work in a career for twenty years, fifteen years, whatever years, and they say, you know what? I really never liked this. It paid. It paid the paycheck. I want to pivot to something else, and then they pivot to that next thing, and that's and they and they stay with that, and they retire. The example I just gave you of this particular client pivots are sometimes not linear. They're not well. You know, they're not all part strategies. strategy. Sometimes great opportunities come along, but I can tell you this: when I'm coaching someone, and we do a lot of assessments, and we we talk it through. I'm just a big fan of making sure whatever you pivot to, if you can leverage that existing experience, those existing relationships, whether they be uh, those existing clients, and you go look at the core of who you are, are you really meant to work for someone else or are you really meant to strike out on your own? And what's gonna leverage the best of who you are at this moment in time? And that's what, as a career coach, I'm always looking to be able to help a client do. And my team that does career assessments and consults with clients. Uh, you know, those 950 assessments, they, they weren't done by me. They were done by a team of 25 plus certified career assessment consultants that I blessed to uh, to lead on a virtual basis across the US. So that was one pivot. So, again, my point being that sometimes pivots, you're pivoting, and you don't even know you're pivoting. Sometimes you're pivoting because of the opportunities come at you. Sometimes you're pivoting and say, oh, I made a mistake. And then sometimes it's a, you know, a well thought out, hey, let's just figure out what makes the most sense to do next. Now, here's another example. I've been, I can't explain why, but I've been uh, blessed to have many, many pastors come to me as a career coach and say, hey, Ed, uh, I think it's time for me to make a change. Yep, pastors. Sometimes we think pastors of churches, you know, are, are deeply rooted into, you know, their congregations spreading the word of the Lord. Uh evangelizing uh and and you know and they do and and they do a great job but here's an example of a pastor in the Midwest 25 years of experience two two churches incredibly done incredibly amazing work but through the point in their life where you know what I want to, to try something different I want to tap into another part of who I am then they called me up hey Ed can you get me to this new place well We did uh, an assessment, and it was, you know, in our assessments, uh, if you've heard me on this program before, a very intense, 550 questions, a deep dive into personality, a deep dive into what you would like to do, your likes, a deep dive into skills, and a deep dive into value. And we spent, a you know, quite an extensive report, and we spent a couple of hours going through it to try to figure that out. And what came out the other end for this particular pastor was you know what? What would make the most sense is moving into some type of business development role. And and by the way, this particular client had to move to a different state. They want to move back to the state where their family was located. And, and I love to help people, you know, not just pivot to a new career, but also really great track record of helping people move across the United States and in some cases from other countries to the United States and actually land the job. And This particular case with this pastor, what we did is we we tried to leverage, again, all his strengths, all his transferable skills. And, you know, one of the things that pastors can be really good at, and that is raising funds. Because most churches, you know, are written a check from the, you know, the main church. They have to raise their own funds. And usually it's a campaign. They have to raise X dollars to pay all the bills, support the programs, support the ministries, the outreach, and they're good at it. I've had many pastors over the years, right, uh, and I'm and pretty good at it. In this particular case, what we want to do is leverage that skill, that people skill, that influencing skill, that argument. And what ended up happening was this particular uh, client, we ended up focusing in on a business development role for a nonprofit, and made an argument that yeah, as, you know, even though you know they're not going to be preaching, but they are not going to be influencing and selling. And the nonprofit they chose to go support are also touching lives in a big way. So the pastor is making this pivot to something new for him personally to grow. That, uh, You know, more than halfway through his career. And yet he picks something that he really likes and he could rally around the mission of this nonprofit and put his heart into it because he knows that nonprofits touching the lives of other people. And to make this pivot, with a lot of work. You know, you create a, um, you know, the resume of a pastor is not necessarily what a recruiter is looking for for a seasoned business development manager, you know, to raise, you know, a million dollars a year to support the nonprofit. Right. So so it is we have to be really careful. And that's why we spent such great pains in creating resumes where people are making this pivot to really bring forward those transferable skills. The other strategy that we that we developed was that this particular pastor also wanted a secondary income stream in addition to a primary one? And again, for those of you that listened to me in the past, you know what my passion is about: everybody having a secondary income stream. You know, I have people working for me at my own company, and I say, say, I, you know, I, I say, uh, I say to her, uh, make sure you have a secondary income stream. God, for- God forbid, I can be God tomorrow, But I don't want you to be hundred percent dependent on anybody maybe five and a half percent but have that additional income stream. Now, well, in this particular case, this pastor, I mean, we worked very hard to develop a secondary income stream as it relates to what he's incredibly good at, and that's counseling and supporting uh, people who, are, who, who have hit retirement and beyond. That that poor people, outstanding, supporting, coaching, mentoring. And what he ended up doing was he ended up going uh, to get a certification. in Counseling and supporting senior citizens, if you will. Seniors. And uh so yeah, so so there's a case where you're pivoting out of one career, being a pastor, into a W-2 role that made a whole lot of sense. And at the same time worked the dual strategy of now becoming a consultant on a part-time basis, after hours, weekends, helping people who are in their their retirement age, right up through the time but they can't help themselves perhaps any longer. And he got a certification in that. Now, this took some time, right? So this wasn't like, you know, you call up a career coach, hey, I want to pivot. And we had to figure out what do you have to pivot to? What makes the most sense? What's going to leverage your past experience the most, What do you like to do? What do you rally around? Oh, by the way, if there's an opportunity, let's figure out how to create a secondary income stream based on what you're good at. So that that was a very interesting one. So here's another one. And this one is happens a lot. This happened to be a person who reached out and said, Hey Ed, you know, I'm not happy in my job. And that happens. And, and 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 I see I see stats on this every single month. The last stat I saw most recently was forty seven percent of everyone in America are not happy in their current job. Now, does that mean they want to leave? Maybe not, but they're not happy in their current job. Some of those folks are are happy like this particular client because the company pushed them into a role they had no interest in about it. And this person was supporting just doing a gangbuster of jobs, really some of their biggest accounts across the country. But you know, new manager came in. Hey, we're gonna push you into something, uh, because we have a deal. Hey, could this person do it? Absolutely. What is this what this person was born to do? Wanted to dean? No. So it's unfortunate, but it happens all the time. Those are those are clients who call us every almost every day or working. Now, what happened here was, well, we wrote a great resume, updated LinkedIn, and we started thinking about how are we going to approach this, who should be target, and we have to stay in the industry. And wouldn't you know it, that based on the strength of the resume, the strength of this person's accomplishments, they were able to pivot out of their industry to a completely new industry. Into a role that was new, but yet tied to what this person loved to do, which is support national accounts, but do it in a very different way. She becomes the go to person that those national account managers are looking to to help them manage those accounts. And this was a brand new industry. So that pivot resulted in a person leaving a company that should, by rights, should never have done what they did, and they didn't care enough to ask in a way that was genuine to get them back to what they love to do. And they paid a price for it because they lost this person. You see, and see, that's, you know, triggers to career pivots can happen in many, many ways. But a lot of times, you know, people worry, well, I'm going to pivot to something. And you know what? I'm going to get paid less money. And sometimes that happens. But if you have a great skill set and those skills are transferable and you have a great resume, great LinkedIn, you know how to interview well, you have everything lined up, you can make an argument. That, no, no, I could be just as successful in the new industry. And in this particular case, this person went to this role and got a, a very nice increase from a compensation standpoint. Well, another reason people make pivots. Here's one that um, you may not hear of often, but here's a person who went to school to be an engineer and, loved, like many twists and turns, ended up getting landing their first job, but it wasn't an engineer. It something to do with packaging. And then they did packaging work a little bit of engineering, but did it so well that this particular company, after four plus years or so, decided, hey, the, you know, we, we we need somebody to be a brewer of our beer. We you know it. This person then becomes a brewer on beer. So after four years of brewing beer and doing some a little some, some packaging work, this person reached out to me and said, Hey, Ed, you know. I've been at this for a while, brewing beer. But you know what? I got to go back to the future once again. You know, I love engineering. And although brewing is really interesting, really fun, and a lot of people are brewmasters for a reason, it ain't me. Can you get me back? Well, it sometimes it becomes hard, right? Because you're pivoting back to something that you went to school with, but you really have no practical experience in engineering. All you can do is talk about the skills that you do have, that little bit of engineering that you have to do, I guess when you when you were doing packaging, when you were do, when you were when you're doing brewing, but a lot of it becomes you know a targeted job search, to hit a job market, knowing what to say, how to say it, showing someone that you're committed to that pivot. And we had to do all those things. All oh, and by the way, we had to do an end around because no recruiter under the sun is going to look at a brewmaster and say that you know they're going to be able to fill the next engineering role at the firm just based on educational alone. But the really neat thing about this story is that person ended up finding a hiring manager, had a conversation, knew how to interview, and interviewed with conviction, made an argument. And this person landed as an engineer, bona fide engineer for a very fast-growing company in Delaware. And wow, uh, really, uh, really happy, really happy for him. And uh, let me give, give you one more. So here's a person that was in the food industry for a long time. I'm talking almost, let's say, 18 years. Food distribution, and it's a rough business. Food distribution, because if you know that shipment's late one hour, let alone one day, you know your profit goes from a lot to zero. And and, and by the way, I have to be careful. There's not a high margin in food distribution per se. Uh, this and and but if you but if you miss the mark, you lose luck. You don't make money. So this person came to me and said, "Hey, Ed, I've been doing this a long time, and and I've, I've been a director. You know, I love managing. You know, and ma- and leading people. I love the operational side of it. But I want out of food. I want out of this industry. I don't want anything to do with food ever. What else can I do?" So we went through an assessment, and we want to take another hard look of what this person was good at. And in this particular case, this person was good at. He really loved three things: politics, boards. Those are the two things he really loved. And, by the way, and and this this operational arm of what he did, I mean, he loved that, leading people, doing that work. So what we ended up doing was, well, before you make a pivot to the political world, I want you to talk to a couple of uh, vetted politicians that I know and people running for office that I know and have a good discussion with them to make sure that if you want to pivot to the political arena and become a campaign manager, talk to someone he lived that life, and that's what he did. He also loved sports. Well, can you pivot to do something in sports? And the answer was yes, great conversation, and and this organization wanted to you know, make an offer. And yeah, there was an operational arm to it. And wow, there would be one one significant pivot. The person also, again, through the hidden job market, ended up talking to a um, an owner of a wholesale company that deals in consumer products. Well, the net, net of it, this person ended up leaving food, decided of the three to go into the wholesale products arena and leave the operations to help this company grow locally. And that's what this person has done four or five years later and pivoted because, again, we, we, we leveraged all of his transferable skills. So here, you know, hopefully you've, you've garnered a few tips, a few ideas from those pivots. Gosh, you know, and I'm thinking maybe every. Every three months, I'll come back and talk about you know some more success stories around pivoting. But we're out of time. You know, for those new to the program, I did publish my first book called "Optimize Your Resume: Do the Notes the Sam Nova Way." It's available on our secure website. When we pick up the shipping costs. Just go to our website: sam s a m nova n a v a i n c dot com. Samnova dot com. Resume Services. You'll see a drop down. You can purchase the book. You can also go on Amazon and purchase as well. 500-plus positive comments on the book. And the ones that we love most is, hey, this is easy to read, easy to do, step-by-step. And it was key in me landing my job. So please connect with me on LinkedIn. Google me. Go to our website. Look at events. I'm speaking somewhere almost every week now. In fact, I speak somewhere every week now. I promise you that. Uh, I'd love to uh, connect with you on LinkedIn. I'm well over 26,100. Closing 26,200 direct connections. So join me uh, on the next Optimize Your Career program next Saturday, April 8th. I'm going to be talking about star stories, S-T-A-R stories, and how pivotal they are in the interview process. So I hope you could join us. Uh, This is Ed Samuel, Career Coach with Sam Nova. If you'd like to reach me, call our main number at 610-274-8214. Again, 610-274-8214. So make it a great Saturday. Wishing you and yours a great weekend. Stay safe and God bless.